Welcome to the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network. This is Conversations. Alright, so today we're here in, I guess what's a slightly different space um, for us. I'm joined by Ricardo. It is um, a slightly different space. Yeah, but. it is. But we're sports and pop culture, so this fits squarely into the pop culture realm of 10th year seniors. Today we have with us author, writer, sorry, that's the same thing, um, <laughs> motivational speaker, playwright, event planner, everything in between, and now, um, for a few years now, producer, um, Karel Pinder, who... Epic bio, by the way. Yeah, this is a bio. Epic. Like, I, I can read it. It's just, it's tremendous when you think about it. Um, for those of you who may not be familiar with the name, um, Carell is the writer behind the Bahamian Icon-nominated plays Sarah's Weddings, New Rules of Sex and Dating, mm-hmm. and the recently Bahamian Icon Award-winning, mm-hmm. congratulations, Thank by the you. way. Thank you. Thank you. Keeping Up with the Bougies, and the author of the book, The One Year Challenge, A New Journey to Love, Purpose, and Courtship. Now... Part of the reason why Corral's mm-hmm. here is because, A, I kind of have a thing for theater. Ben, mm-hmm. I was in my formative years in late high school into college. I did a lot of productions and things, and it was always an interest to me. I, It's kind of why, how I ended up here writing for 10YS is because I've always been interested in writing. Um, so I did productions while I was in school, while I was in university. That's where I met Corral. We were in mm-hmm. Acadia at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if I remember correctly, you were international student rep the year I before was. I was, right? Yes. So there's a, a nice little dovetail there. Um, <laughs> so that's when I met Corral. Um, but she recently produced and wrote, um, and I think your brother directed, yes. um, the stage play Star that took place originally in Grand Bahama, I think, in early May. Yes, correct. And then you had three showings here in New Providence um, last weekend, which would have been, I guess, mid-July. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of Star. Let I didn't have a chance to see it, but all of the reviews I heard about it, it's, uh, it sounded amazing. Oh, yeah, thank it you. It was <laughs> tremendous. So we were there the Friday night, which I saw your Facebook post a Saturday <laughs> morning. And let me just tell you, as a... <laughs> As a new father, so, you know, you, you set up the time, like, okay, so we're going to go, we're going to go watch the play, everything's going to go, you know, this is the time frame, right. mom-in-law <laughs> is coming to watch the baby, all right, so this, you're not trying to do this too late. Right. So, we're there waiting, and it's like, okay, there's no snacks, <laughs> you didn't bring any snacks, like, my wife is usually, like, snacks in the bag, I'm like, okay. Then there was, like, a slight delay in the start time, and we legit contemplating, okay, like, is there a way, like, we could, like, get our tickets for, like, tomorrow? Because, like, we, this whole babysitter thing gets released, you know, and it's, like, it's family, but then at the same time, you don't want to be overbearing, right? Right. So, I walk across the street, grab some snacks from the food (laughs) store, come back, and that's when I think it was just getting started. So, we were on the verge, and then it's, like, so we ended up being so glad that we stayed, because it was such an amazing time. Um... Tell us a little bit, because I've been talking too much. It's Tell nice. us a little bit about yourself and in particular kind of what led to Star. And we can kind of talk about some of your other works as well. Okay. Uh, before I go into myself, you said about the Facebook post. So anybody who doesn't understand the Facebook post wondering why we started late, because I normally don't start my shows late. Um, but what happened is our lead actress, Star, she is from Freeport, but she's doing a camp in New Jersey this summer. And so her flight was scheduled to arrive at noon on Friday. 
and it arrived at 7.30 p.m. with an 8 o'clock show start. Correct. So you can imagine. Can I tell you the joke? No walkthrough there. Can I tell you what the joke was about that? I was like, wait. If they're bringing this girl in from Freeport, y'all know Freeport flights always late. I'm like, if they're bringing in this girl from Freeport, that's literally the six hours late. Legit could have been a flight out of Freeport on Mars. They're trying right. to get it, right? But it, it wasn't. She was coming from New Jersey. Yeah, that's wild. And so it was crazy because I was very tempted to cancel the show. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her mom and her mom was like, no, they're going to be. So I was like, we have a five o'clock deadline. Mm-hmm. If she is not in the air by five o'clock, the show is canceled. So um, 4.55, she got in the air and we were like, okay. So when she touched down at 7.30, we were like, go, go, go. We're Can you imagine trouble- a rush trying to get to the stage? <laughs> we're troubleshooting her. And that young lady did not see her castmates in two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some people that we had to add from Nassau. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jaquay Adderley was playing the flight attendant. Mm-hmm. And then there was another girl. She's from Freeport but lives here. Um, was playing... Um, someone like a mentor to her and she met all of them the first night so she's interacting with Jaquay for the first time never met him don't know don't know who he is but she played that flawlessly yeah. right. um, and so she, she did uh, from <laughs> from somebody in the audience because like I know after the show we were like who was late because you look at it right and like I've, I've been behind the scenes and stuff like that and trust me when when you're in the audience you have no clue the insanity that's happening backstage um but for me, I'm like, no, like this came off essentially without a hitch. Right. I, I was trying. I'm like, maybe Ooh. it was somebody who was like, like, you know, like they were in the first scene, but like they weren't like a main character. Because how do you pull off such a, essentially a flawless show with that type of a, a circumstance? Right. Um, but yeah, that was. Yeah, she had been traveling since 4 a.m. that morning. She's and a trooper. She, yeah. She's a trooper. Do you know how old she is? My guess is 14 or 15. She's 14. Yeah. She's 14. But I like, so here's the thing, right? As, as somebody in attendance watching the show, there was two, two people that came out and you're like, no, that person is legit like in dance for real, for real. Because <laughs> Star is essentially, um, well, you can tell what the, I, I the, was the, waiting the for her to just give a, <laughs> okay. a so, short breakdown. A little breakdown. short story. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So Star is about a young girl from Andrus who moves to Grand Bahama for the first, bo- first Bohemian Performing Arts High School. And when she gets there, she encounters all of these rich kids. And during this time, they're really elite and snobbish. And so she encounters a lot of drama with them. There's some romance. There's lots of laughter. And so we watch this journey unfold of her trying to become a professional dancer. Her mom is not here for it. So in the play, we see that she runs away from home in order to be able to do this. So all we watch all of that drama unfold. And it's a really great story about people who want to go after their dreams. And even as adults, they said they enjoyed it because it touched the issue of, okay, maybe you're not a child going after your dreams for the first time, but you can still believe in something that can still happen. And there's still time for you to do things you always wanted to do. So it it carries that strong message as well. Yeah. So, right. So for me, so what I was saying was, um, obviously it being a performing arts school, you have dancers, you had um, singers, actors, the the whole nine. So when... Star walked on stage. I was like, no, that chick is like in dance for real. Like she clearly is doing dance. Cause like you, okay. Not to sound weird, but like you could look (laughs) at somebody and you can tell that that's a dancer's body. Right. So it's the same thing when the lady who was playing her mentor came on stage, my wife was like, no, that chick clearly only dances. Like that is her life's mission because she is. And so in that, so I looked at, I looked at the girl who's playing star and I'm like, okay, so she's clearly like new age dancer. So she clearly does like, like hip hop for real because it's, I feel like when you do that, there's a little bit more musculature to the build. 
this is very random. Go, go ahead, go ahead. We, we're gonna <laughs> but, go with it. But um, this is what we yeah, do in the so, conversation. <laughs> so there's a like it's a very musculature type of body type. And then if you do more of the classical ballet, which is I assume with the lady who came in, um, who was playing her mentor mm-hmm. um, in the Nassau version of the production, um, I was like, no. And we were just like, this chick have to dance at some point because clearly, like, she is a dancer's dancer. Did she dance? Oh yes, and it was like, it was like, amazing. It was amazing. It was the whole, and like I said, the whole show was amazing. You know, obviously we had to run because like I wanted to kind of chat with you after, but like I said, this whole new baby I'm thing. Glad you guys did to the end. We, um, but yeah, and we because that was the, the other thing was like, man, like you might have to like leave during the intermission if, right. like, if like if it starts so late, but. By that, that by that time, my wife was like really, really into it because like I wanted to come because a like I said, I know you from college right. days, and then like I said, it's an interest area for me. So I've been making it a point, and my wife kind of pointed out. She's like, you know, it's your thing, mm-hmm. right? And she's oh, but I've been making it a point to go to these because I just see so much that's happening, mm-hmm. you know, in theater in the country in so many different ways, and I guess theater and film to some degree because I I look at it, and we were talking before the pod. You look at even just this year alone within the past few months. So we have Star that you wrote um, and produced. We had One Woman's Cry that Renell, um, I think Pierre is her last name, yeah. did. We had um, The Courtship that I think was put on by Chigozi Ajumo. Um, and some people from James Catlin and Friends were involved mm-hmm. with that. Um, and then we have Haven that's coming out, I think, the end of next week. I think it's supposed to be the 3rd and 4th of August with Tyrone Burroughs from collage them oh, stop okay. like in man that whole crew right that well i think he's directing i don't think it was written and produced by him but he's directing it but the idea is there's so much that's happening and a lot of it is like really high quality stuff so i guess for me it's just it's it's interesting to see kind of what's happening um and obviously with you this is now your fourth stage play yes. um this is the first one that i've seen um life is busy you know and like i said it's kind of like uh, uh, for me it's like a renaissance now but kind of tell us about some of your other works because obviously um keeping up with the bougies is now bohemian icon um icon award winning don't, don't, don't spoil it let her tell about T- tell, all uh, them. T- tell, <laughs> all tell us about all of the work this is the that you've done this is why ricardo was here give so. us some insight on 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 your history so here. the first um full stage production i did was in 2014 which was sarah's wedding before that in 2011 i did i was in a playwriting competition um there were three finalists i came third out of the three and it was a great experience because it taught me a lot. I learned a lot. You know, we really wanted to win the competition, but even not winning taught you a lot about yourself and right. how could you improve. And now you really want to push yourself as a writer. I think you kind of get complacent if, you know, you get recognized too early. Mm. And so in 2011, I knew I wanted to write a stage production, but I didn't know what about what. So I just kind of sat on it. And so that's a message for anyone who's out there and you want to write. Sometimes you feel like, well, I want to write something. I want to write something now. Sometimes you just have to wait on it, wait on the right timing. And as time goes, things come to you. And so that was 2011 where I said, you know, I'm going to write a full stage production, but I didn't write it until 2013. But I mean, when you jump into something like a full stage production, there's a there's steps taken to get to that they, position. They, what, what were ha- some of those steps for you? Right. So therefore, in 2013, um, I was going through a rough breakup. I was taking a year off of dating. So I had a lot of time on my hands because by myself. Um, and so <laughs> during that time is when I wrote Sarah's Wedding. I was really obsessed with weddings. I thought that my last relationship I was going to get married. That didn't happen. So let's just write a 
story about weddings mm-hmm. since you're all obsessed with it anyway. And it worked. It um, I had watched a show called Girlfriends. I was really interested into the four-friend dynamic, and I wrote the play. But like you said, when you write a play, to take it to a full-stage production, there are a lot of steps. I didn't know what those steps were. So I wrote the play, and I just sat on it. Again, I just, I just, I just had the play there, and I'm very spiritual. I have a deep relationship with God, and I was like, when God's ready for me to release the play, He'll tell me how. Because I'm in my mind like, should I partner up with people who are already established, like David Wallace and Michael Pintard? Mm-hmm. Should I? Um, do it through the theater because I grew up doing community theater and that's how come I was so involved in the theater and knew how to write and so I didn't get any confirmation yet so I just sat there so again if there's a writer out there and you have a script and you don't know how to make it a full production sometimes you just have to wait on the right moment that doesn't mean it's finished okay now it's time for it to go up so once it was finished um, and I was just waiting on it I was in a meeting for the young adults with this community theater that we've been in all our lives and we volunteered to act so no one gets paid everybody just does it we did it from we were like eight years old and just do it for the the love of community theater (laughs) you just do it for the love of community theater so we were sitting in a meeting and they were saying they wanted to do a play and i don't know if you know if you do a play that's internationally known like chicago or sound of music or thing yeah you have to pay for the copyright you have to pay for the rights and so with this new young adult group that was forming they had no money to pay for the rights for a play Uh so they just wanted a play that someone would have already had so i'm sitting in the meeting like this is that's you (laughs) this is this is my my moment moment. (laughs) (laughs) this is my moment so they was like so does anybody have a play or anything i was like me i have a play and so a lot of people in the end thought like oh my god it's so crazy why would you do that in that moment i didn't know if the play was any good i didn't know if you would make money they were taking a chance on me you're not apprehensive at that time to say at least let me get somebody to look over it first to tell at that no at that time i knew i was going to do that Mm -hmm. i did do that um but i was still nervous so we had people look over it and then i worked on the critiques um and there was some feedback that people gave me and i changed it up and that has been a practice for all of my plays i've never put up a play that I didn't have three people critique and then go back and change what some of the things, some things you have to stand your ground on and some things were like that. It's really smart. This would be really dumb if I don't do this. Let Mm -hmm. me change it up. Um, So I do it with all my plays. So I did it after that and they put up the play. So all of the upfront money that would come from someone who was coming for the first time came from the theater. So all of the marketing, I didn't have to pay for anything Mm -hmm. because it was a community theater. All the actors were volunteers. Everything was free. So therefore the, what you go in and knowing is if you, if they lose money, you don't lose any money because it's them who's putting up the play. personally don't lose the money. Right. And it worked too because no one knew Corel as a playwright. So how are we selling this play as OS Corel play? Nobody right. know you write plays. But Freeport Players Box. Guild, they have plays. So when it came under Sarah's wedding, the Freeport Players Guild is putting on right. Sarah's wedding. Okay, well, Freeport Players Guild always putting up plays. Yeah, they they the, must have vetted it, which right. they did. You got the strength of the brand. Right. They they which they did. And so you know, the first night we had a hundred people and I was like, Woo, hundred people. I was excited. Tyler Perry had 37, 30, this first play, 100 people. 100. Hey, you done made it. You, I mean, you, already you, a win. You, you win. You did. You're yeah. good. You're That's good. That's a win. You're good. You're, it's a win. And so after that, people loved the show so much. Those 100 people sold my show. The, what were some of the reactions coming out of that first show? I think it was it was fresh. It was young. It was one of the reasons I wanted to write a play. Um, I had always seen plays growing up with, you know, Mommy Down the Road and, Yeah, child, move the thing down right there. And that was just not my experience. There's nothing wrong with those let's, plays. Let's not start that conversation. I, that's I, a, I, no, it's a pet peeve, though. Like, I was having this conversation with another friend of mine who writes, and... 
typically our Bahamian players tend to fall into one of two or three categories, right? So it's like you have that down home, like you said, the mommy down the road. Like and and in some ways courtship kind of felt in fell in that category, right? You're telling an old school. Now mind you, it was still really well done. And for me who has no connection to that, it was really cool to see somebody talking about what courtship looked like in like the time of what even my grandparents' time, right? But typically it's like, okay, so it's either that super down home type of vibe or it's like super spiritual. Or like and it's just like a lot of it doesn't necessarily fall into what feels like contemporary times. And right. I feel like that's long been a challenge for our theater industry as a whole, which is another reason why I think it's so it's so refreshing that we have so many different viewpoints and so many different approaches to it that are happening now. Yeah, but, but uh, re- re- reflecting on the point Alexis just made, how, how did you adapt to that coming in to... The, the, the industry, uh, the idea that that's not what I see every day. I want to write something more contemporary. How did you adopt your services to actually suit the market? Right. So for me, I didn't even, and, and they say this a lot when they're talking to writers, write something that you want to see. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I approached it. I had not seen me in our theater. Mm-hmm. Like I had traveled to university. I have been to Europe I have you know what I mean I went to the states before I was one like that's the kind of Bahamian experience I have and that doesn't take away from mommy down the road but it doesn't but it doesn't mean that I shouldn't see my story reflected on the stage and so because I wanted to see people who were college educated people who traveled people who were in this modern world since I wanted to see that on stage I wrote it and so it wasn't about oh yeah I'm about to start a revolution everybody so you can see the contemporary (laughs) view of the Bahamas it was just I want to see a play that reflects my Bahamian experience. Right. No, no, I have to agree with that. And so I wrote it. And I think that's why Sarah's Wedding did so well. Because people always ask. It's still the the most um, well-received play. Not that all the other plays wasn't received. But I mean, like, we're in COB on the Saturday night, turning people away, bringing chairs out. We've not had that experience yet. Hopefully, and again, one day. Mm-hmm. But I think one of the... It's not because the other plays weren't just as good as Sarah's Wedding. I think it it was the first time right. like no one had done it no one had mm-hmm. shown me on stage right. and now i want to see it right. right and so i think that's what was so groundbreaking about that play we also had a montage star had a montage mm-hmm. as well so that was one of the first times people Mixed saw that media is, is right. wonderful and we're so behind the times of that because it's like i know even when we were doing stuff in the, we were doing mixed media at that point yeah like we did um i think it was, it was youth explosion something that we did in in five or six and we had part of it was on stage part of it was pre-recorded and it's just like that was i'm old that was 13 years ago right 12 13 years ago right and so it's just like man like we so like that's contemporary for our our space but that's so old school not old school but that's so like it's been done right right and we're just like kind of just tapping into that um, but no, it, it just it goes to show kind of like I said, again, this idea of where the industry is going. Um, so Sarah's wedding, like you said, obviously was the the um, the first. Yeah, it was the first out of the blocks and it, it did really well. Um, we did. Uh, it was sold out after that hundred. It was sold out every night again in Freeport. Then we came to Nassau and we had sold out shows in Nassau, too. So it did incredibly well. And then after that, it took two years off. I didn't write anything. And then I wrote my book, The One Year Talk Challenge. about resting on your laurels. There we go. <laughs> I, I, I was doing a lot. She made her first million. She kicked up a few. I was like, I'm out. On the beach. I'm out. And then I was, um, I, went, I was in L.A. for a while. And during see, that time. See, that's what it was. I, was, I got it. <laughs> I was in L.A. for a while. And then um, I had written a book. 
that was it wasn't like not doing anything I wrote my book within those two years okay. and so after the book came out I wanted to write a story that was loosely based on the book I think I was at a speaking engagement and somebody was saying um, what, what, do you have a play for this and I was like no but that's a good idea so I, that's when I wrote The New Rules of Sex and Dating which is a really fun show it did really well um, not as well as Sarah's Wedding but it was a fun show it was in the summer so summer hard, uh, hard times to promote but it still did really really well mm-hmm. and then I wanted to try something different because those two focused on romance and everything that I have is always going to have some romance in it but I wanted to push myself as a writer to do something outside of what I've done before mm-hmm. and so that's how I came up with Keeping Up With The Bougies we were gearing up on the political season mm-hmm. I am not a fan of politics I, I don't do anything with politics before and every time someone who's watched Keeping Up With The Bougies talks to me they're like I would never guess that because I had to research to, to write it mm-hmm. so I held a focus group and I had people from different sides just weigh their opinion and I think that made the story better because I'm not deeply involved in politics right. it took a very um, bipartisan un- right it wasn't it wasn't biased at all because I brought everybody in from their different aspects of who they like mm-hmm. and brought it all in and then the show um, came about it showed the family dynamics of what goes on when someone's running for office mm. like if there's drama mm. what does it look like on the family side what are the drama that's going on with the family how does that affect their political side so that whole dynamic was was that and then star was the one we did this year i'm a creative um i decided in my 20s that i wanted to pursue and doing writing full-time which is still very scary for me but i wanted to know again push myself as a writer what would this look like through the eyes of teenagers you've never written something for teenagers before which and and writing something for teenagers was rewarding, um, but there were a lot of challenges too. There's something that I discovered that I would like to share on air for people who are trying to produce things. Um, I had a focus group again with teenagers, and I said, "Do teenagers go and watch plays?" And they were like, "No, they don't." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so with that information, I was like, "Yeah, but if you you know promote it like you did your other plays and you do what you you go so you, to, you, you do a school a tour mm-hmm. and everything is going to be great." The first weekend of Star was not great with the numbers with the reviews yes people loved it oh my mm-hmm. gosh um but we had a hard time selling it even mm-hmm. in nasa um that we but we already knew what the challenge was going to be so people don't support teenagers teenagers don't go people don't support teenagers it's either someone like i know someone in the show or i'm a diehard fan of the work that Carell does and i believe this one will be good but people saw it as kids on the show mm-hmm. they were like it's kids so i was like but i've been to dance recitals before and they're crammed packed with all kind of people because so, sarah daughter in it and then <laughs> yeah under and I, 10 yeah, under 10 yeah. Yeah, actually, because I was going to say I'm surprised by that, 10. but then I realized it's kids' kids. Like, it's, kids, it's, kids. it's the kids' kids, not it's the teenagers. The kids, kids. We want to go and see Susie, who three, just moving her leg up and down. And, oh, Susie was it, it so don't cute. Have to be, it just, yeah, like, just it, don't even, it, it don't even have to be good, right? Like, it's just like, oh, that's... Now, granted, I say in this, right, knowing that, like, in a couple of years, it could be you. my backside could be sitting be down in some, some um, auditorium watching Scarlett either dance or play, and, like, I got to be like, yes! Sweetie, that's so good in the back of my mind. I'm like, I'm suffering through this mess. She did one hammer. Man, Daddy, yeah. you saw me? Yeah, yep, I saw man, you. I saw you and it was great. I have it recorded on the GoPro. Like, it's in the cloud. Like, yeah, we have this forever. So I can shame right. you when you're 16 and you try to bring a boy in my house. There you go. That's but anyway. What, that's what it is. Yeah. So under 10, cool. Adults, cool. Mm. Teenagers, not cool. Not even their friends, which is crazy. They're in that. That's a weird space. So what we did in order to get around it, we called on Corporate Bahamas because mm-hmm. Corporate Bahamas is there for the youth. Yes. So Corporate Bahamas. <laughs> to you the had to, no, that's, that's facts. You, to had to, you had to find a way. 
you mm. had to find a loophole. So mm. what we did was we got Corporate Bahamas to come on board. Shout out to Corporate Bahamas. Thank you. And they bought tickets. So once the kids knew the, the, the tickets were free, mm. oh, oh, we there. We there like mm-hmm. swimwear. Mm-hmm. And so that is how we were able to make sure, get a sustainable amount of people in there and help with the funds and everything that comes with putting a playoff. Right. But those things you have to think about when you're putting on a play or something like what are the dynamics is there an audience there and if the audience isn't there how do you get them there right so i have a a a couple of questions one so this is your fourth um stage plays your fourth production what's next for corral pinder writer producer extraordinaire sleep Someone, <laughs> someone asked me that yesterday. Like, what's next? I don't know. I mean, I have some things that I want to do. How they will come to pass, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I am really interested in making Star a feature film. I am. Um, I have people mm-hmm. who said, I think it'll be better as a series. So there's this debate going on or whether yeah. it should be a series or a feature film. You saw it. Some people say, I feel more series. I feel more feature film. It could be both. Who knows? Mm-hmm. That takes a lot of funding. Right. Um, the reason why I've stayed in plays, um, I would say for so long. Um, the reason why I've done plays is because I there's a formula to doing plays. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of figured out the formula. And I can pay my bills. You have... You get sponsors on board, which is good because you definitely need them, especially mm-hmm. with a play like Stars where teenagers weren't coming out like that. But after that, the people who fill the seats help you to cover the cost. Right. When you're doing a movie, a feature film, or a series, I'm going to need you to have that cost before the person. There's nobody right. coming to fill the seats to help pay the bills. Right. So how do you cover your bills right. when sponsorship isn't enough? See, when sponsorship isn't enough, when the people come to see the show, I can finish off paying my bills. Yeah, it's... It- yeah. If sponsorship isn't enough, how do you finish paying for your feature film? Mm-hmm. And I guess that's that's a part of I guess the the what's what's happening in the industry as a whole because like we talked about stage plays, but then you also had like Ungrateful came out, um, which uh, my cousin was in. Nathan uh, was oh, one of the cousin? leads. Yeah. So Nathan was oh, one of the leads, which I saw he was at Star Friday night as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, like. W- uh, I, have, I have to tread carefully because I have relationships with people. No, just but, go ahead and say it. But my, I guess my question is... This is what the logo is for. Yeah, that's true. Stop behind the logo. <laughs> Not this one. That one. Um, but yeah. Um, what's happening? How, how do we move from... Because what I find is right now, the industry operates more like this is everybody's personal passion project, right? So it's like everything that you're doing is I am personally passionate about this. Star was something that was a story that you wanted to write in this vein. Sarah's Wedding was, again, per- like, and it feels like everybody who's bringing things to the stage, to um, film in general, everything is passion project. And it's like, how do we move from that? What's happening industry-wide to say, no, we have so much talent. Why is there not a more fully functional film industry here, theater industry here. I have a point of view on that, but I'm going to let the expert here. No, go ahead. It's it's just something I believe we we fall into this loop with a lot of things. talent is here. We fall into this loop with the creatives Mm -hmm. where everybody wants to get their idea out of it, Mm -hmm. but they don't want to work together collectively to get the entire industry to move Uh, forward. mm -hmm. Like if you look at uh, musicians, it's the same thing. Well, my music is good. I don't know what you're doing wrong. Mm -hmm. And then when another person gets up he looks back and says the same thing right to, to, to the, but overall it's 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 not that collective effort so so much to me could do <laughs> sorry it's not a collective <laughs> effort 
it, 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 it ingests it. It's not a collective effort from my standpoint. Yeah, and, and I agree. And I think I think what's sad is, and again, I, I tread carefully, you have organizations, and I'm going to close my eyes, you have organizations and groups that are supposed to exist for the purpose of moving the industry forward. But this the two for two and things like that don't work. And it doesn't feel like that. It feels like the organizations that are in and around are more interested in... Oh, let's go hobnob with the people from LA, or you know, and it's just like no, like invest in, in, in invest meaningfully in the industry because you have talent all around. You look at everybody who's doing, you know, and and not all of it is great, but you have to have kind of a little bit of the good and the bad in order for the industry to be fully realized, right? So you're gonna have some people who do really bad like comedy sketches on Facebook, and then you're gonna have people who are doing work in the vein of you know some of the other people on facebook and then people like corral people like tj those people in in that space so to me it's like why are we not investing in a way that we can collectively because there is tremendous talent and you see it all around every time you see a star you see an ungrateful you see you know these different one one woman's cry there's so much talent from an acting perspective producing directing um writing the whole scope is being represented but it all it always feels like you know we were one half of a bad break away from this not even making the stage it's kind of how it feels because it feels like it's always and i'm sure you can speak to that i'm sure in each of your situations you were probably one or two things away from each of them not happening right Mm -hmm. and that's me saying that without knowing anything about your behind the scenes circumstances Mm -hmm. go ahead and share share a little bit uh, 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 most most definitely because you know the funding of putting something on like that is just it's crazy like uh, the kids really wanted to come to nassau and i had someone tell me like do not take this to nassau do not take this to nassau we well, we're gonna we, have a conversation we, about that we barely we barely were able to get out of freeport in terms of paying your bills mm-hmm. and and you don't want to lose more and to be completely transparent it's it's the skin of the teeth when it comes to to finishing in Nassau. Like someone asked me the other day, they came to our, our writers workshop. They're like, "Why you only do one weekend in Nassau? Because it's over twenty grand to do one weekend in Nassau." So therefore, I don't even know how I got the twenty grand to put it on this time. I'm still right. paying bills. I still owe people money. <laughs> I was trying to pay a check right before I came out. Oh, wow. So that's how much it costs to 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 put it on, and you can. You know, advertise it as much and as you and want, and you that's can. That's with the support of corporate Bahamas. Keep oh that yeah, in mind. yeah. That's... that's with the support. <laughs> Praise God. And if you didn't have that, you just, you just, uh, you know, you're you're waiting on the edge. Like some, and the next week, some people are like, "Oh well, I see the play is over, but you send us a letter." Do you? Say, I know, I still, I still have bills to pay. So yeah, you can still send it. You can still mm-hmm. send the check. <laughs> so, so what is the what is the biggest issue with with, with, with these guys? I know I made my observation, but from a person within the industry working day to day to try and get not only the industry to develop but to to better it overall, what 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 are some of the, the the biggest struggles? I think some of the biggest struggles, like like I said, was one support. Like sometimes people assume, like like freeport they lucked out because they have two weekends so when people assume that it's a kid's show i'm not gonna like it they were able to hear people say no it was really good and so we were sold out the second weekend in freeport nassau does not have that opportunity right so the that's why i had a lot of people saying why don't you do it again i'm sure there's so many people that i would go and tell about it now and be like trust me you don't right. want to miss it you really missed a good show right but we don't have that luxury to do it and Nassau, you put on your clothes and you drive to the theater right. so one the support of the bahamian community Having that support there, I'm not someone saying, "Oh, that's just another one of our shows." Or that that support will make a tremendous mm-hmm. difference. Um, 
just corporate Bahamas coming on hold. Uh, it, the, the ministry as well coming on hold. There's so many things you have to do in order to get, you know, funding and things done. And so many, there's so much things you have to do in order to get to that point to get the funding. Right. And then it's about who you know. Like, mm. I'm so thankful that I went to Acadia because I was just telling one of my friends the other day, a lot of the businesses that have been supporting me, they're either people who went to Acadia and they own their own business or they're high enough up in the ranks of the decision-making push, yeah. factor in order to say, yes, please hey, give Ac- her funding. Ac- Acadia is a good school. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like, praise God, because I didn't realize until I sat down, I was like, wait, you got sponsorship from this person, this person, this person, this person. How do you know them? They went, I went to Acadia with them. Yep. And so imagine if I did not go to school in Acadia and I'm coming to Nassau and trying to put on a production right. and trying to go to corporate companies and no one knows your name. I don't know yeah. you from Adam, Susie. Yeah. So you need the support of both. And, you know, you hear the government talk but, about they want to build a film industry and everything like that. But you need funding. But with respect but you also to... You can't just say it, though, right? Like, you can't... Because you, we say a lot of things around here. And that's, like, government, corporate, everywhere in between, civic organizations, everybody has the same thing. It's, like, mouth says a lot. Yeah. And then, you know, action is rarely behind it. Yeah, but with the lack of buy-in from the general public, what do you think is restricting that? Because, like you and Alexa said earlier, there's historical... You know, there's a historical nature of what behemoth plays are right. or what they used to be. What What is restricting the buy-in from this new age of behemoth playwright, behemoth uh, film, behemoth just, just culture overall? I think one of the things, too, is it, it is becoming saturated, so people have choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when we did Sarah's Wedding, there had never been anything like that before. When you see that there are a lot more people doing it, then I can pick and choose what I'm going to go to or so on and so forth. Right. Then a lot as well as when you did Sarah's Wedding, I've never seen you do the play before. So, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy for you. You're doing a play. Let it's me come that, out. It's that first By the time, time you come to that four play, she running out. She want my money again? No. 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 She want to do too much play. What else is to? Yeah. She want no. Actually, I'm just trying to pay the bills. I ain't but really it, trying it, to spend your little twenty. It it leads to an interesting discussion about support, though, because again, going back to going back to the Facebook post, um, you had mentioned that that Friday Nassau show was the first standing ovation you had gotten, which I found interesting because you are a Freeport native and you had two weekends in Freeport. Um, I don't know how many shows that would have totaled. I guess seven. seven. No, no, five. So five shows in Freeport and the first show in Nassau was your first standing ovation. Um, is that just generally because we don't support our own, meaning that in your hometown, you're not right. Do you think that that's what it was or because I mean, like I said, I watched the show. Now, I'll say this. That Friday night crowd. I don't know how it was Saturday and Sunday. They, was they were so lit. They were so lit. Like we were so that's, lit. That's the every crowd. We every have. song. We Look. Did. There was a kid sitting behind us who sang every song in between scenes the entire night. I'm like, oh my god, I like being a father is just like I'm so scared. But like, it didn't matter what it was. It could have been pop. It could have been um, soca. It could have been hip hop. It doesn't matter what it was. Like he sang God's plan. He's singing everything in between, right? It's and Wendy. so, and I'm yeah, right, exactly. You know so, but that. but like, what do you think? Like, do you think it was just that 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 idea of not getting support in your hometown? Of why we had, I don't, I don't why Nassau was, or was, the it, first, was it just the dynamics of that crowd that led to it? Because, like I said, to me, the production was spot on, it was near flawless, it was very well done, the story was engaging. For me, as somebody who has interest in writing, has written before, it was inspiring because I've not written in that vein in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, even for that, that was one of the reasons why I brought you on. Um, but what do you think, like, do you think it was just the dynamics of that crowd? 
I think I think the crowd had something to do with it. I do think that you know someone is not celebrated in their own hometown, and like I said, when you do, I think that is a part of the aspect of Freeport. When you do it the first time um, in your hometown, it's like, "Great, you did a play." Uh, Fourth time, you're running out. Now. I knew, you to win. Yeah, I knew my friend, out. but you know, Freeport people win. <laughs> Right, like, right. And, so, and then, um, what the name is that crowd was the crowd, they were also very appreciative because those were the that's when we had the corporate company, those were the people, the youth ah, groups from the corporate companies. Right. So, it's like, oh, you gave us a free play, this was good, yes, stand up and all, <laughs> this was, ah. yeah, but, but it was good. We needed that for the first night, mm-hmm. and so I was so, so they were the they were the hypest crowd we had, they I mean, really enjoyed I imagine it. And that kind of really pushed you through the rest of the weekend <laughs> as well. But I, I think for me, one of the reasons I can't we'll, we'll kind of wrap up in, in this vein, I think one of the reasons why, and I apologize because it's like I have obviously connection to a platform where we could have done our part to have you on prior to the show. I totally blame you for this. uh, I totally blame you for this. Oh, no, no. I'm I'm accepting blame. I'm apologizing, right? Because, like, for me, I look at it, and it's kind of one of the reasons why I reached out to TJ ahead of them doing Haven. And I was like, one of the things I definitely wanted to say was, I'm sorry because we are sports and pop culture. And to me, it didn't click to me until after the fact that this was a platform that we could have used to have you on as a part of your promotion. And it's one of the reasons why I want to do more of these types of conversations with people within the community it's, because it's I think entire community out there because we have yeah. engagement as 10YS the brand with a lot of the people that are that would be interested in the contemporary things that are happening in terms of within the industry in general so two things like I said I apologize that we're doing this after the fact and not no before problem. because I think that we have not to toot our horn too loudly but I think we have a platform and we have an audience that would have been of great assistance to getting the word out there yeah. about what was happening especially because you're someone from freeport that's coming into nassau and yeah. you could have that kind of thing with it too um i will say that the door is open whatever is next Thank for you, you when you have something that you're ready to talk about to promote um to kind of engage with we are here reach out to me we'll we'll do it but i think for me i want to do more um things like this because i think it is an industry that's on the verge of being in a place where it can really thrive mm-hmm. and it needs to be more people in our space that's helping to push it from just like no like we just want to see it be better we want to see more we want to see it expand we want to see it be what you know what we expected what we, what we think it can be because there's so much talent here and there's no reason why we couldn't have if it's star if something else that's a, a big screen production or uh, a series or whatever it is because mm-hmm. I look at it and I can see the influences in your writing in Star in particular like I could see the high school musical I could see right. the Save the Last Dance I can see some of the different things that would have kind of influenced you and been in your thinking as you as you wrote it and together. produced right mm-hmm. so for me it's just like no we have this platform um, it's important I think and I think Ricardo can agree with that like it's important that as creatives quasi creatives in 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 the realm um that we can use this as a as an opportunity you know they keep us outside the gate yeah just looking at yeah i mean yeah but i know i i i want to thank you for coming on no Um, problem i enjoyed it for me for anybody because i think you have recordings of star we do we have recordings of all all four of this and i'm i'm going to stand a little bit in my corporate corner and i will say that urko was um partly responsible for the filming right. of star through um sponsorship, sponsorship which um is so greatly, I know, greatly appreciated yeah. so, so for anybody who has who didn't get a chance to see it in person DVDs um 
and we are we do have the DVDs for Star, so that's something that you could connect with me on Facebook either through Drop Island, all the shows, so Island Dreams Entertainment or Corel Pinder nineteen oh eight. Connect with me. We do have the DVDs, and we are in discussion with cable to get it on TV. Awesome. So that um, there there are times when all four of them are run. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. Good. So once again, thank you to Urka for helping because, like I said, doing these kind of things takes a lot of money. But I am very, very, I love, I, I every time we do a show, I want it to be recorded because you just never know what can be done with it. Mm-hmm. And so that also helps people after if they don't see the live performance, they right. still have a show. And it's also, see. it's also an income opportunity to help pay some of those bills that are still yes. outstanding. So for anybody, <laughs> you've heard us talk about Star, you've heard us talk with Corel for just about an hour now. Um, if you're interested, if you're not interested, still buy it. Support the culture, support <laughs> Uh, but I need y'all to understand how specific she's been on the amount of bills. Yeah. <laughs> Please. Get out buy there. Into their buy face. a DVD. Uh, uh, do you have a price point for the DVDs? Yeah, the DVDs know? are 25 All right. So get on it. Get out there. You know. Yeah. Again, for the 10th Year Seniors Podcast Network, this has been Ricardo and Alex. Uh, this is The Conversation. Okay.